What's going on, guys? This is Gary. I'm flying solo. Josh is not available, so you're stuck with me for a little while. Anyway, hope everyone is doing well and you're enjoying the Premier League action. We've been through two full match weeks now um, and lots of great storylines to talk about. So we, before we jump into fantasy and start looking at game week three, let's quickly sort of discuss some of the storylines that we've seen so far. First off, an amazing performance uh, by Aguero over the weekend, a beautiful hat trick by him. He was our captain, in fact, uh, for that game week on our fantasy team, which paid off quite well. And uh, despite sort of the rumors and the threat of maybe him sitting and and Jesus starting up top alone, um, those that were faithful in Aguero uh, or faithful to Aguero knew that he was going to start, and we even ran the risk of captaining him. So that paid off. Um, Richarlison with another goal. He's looking great. Uh, really seems to have found his form uh, with this Everton club. Mane is on quite a tear, and quite honestly, uh, you know, if you had to choose between him and Salah right now for your fantasy team, sure looks like like Mane is the man, um, at least in terms of overall value, uh, value paid and value brought to your team in the form of points. Um, Manchester United seems like they're in a little bit of disarray. Uh, something's not jiving. I don't know if this is a sign that the team is not pleased with their management. The team is not pleased with Mourinho or maybe a combination of both. Mourinho is not pleased with his team. Something's not, something's not syncing up. If you look at Manchester City last season and now at the beginning of this season, those players are playing for each other. Those players are playing for their badge and for their manager. And it just doesn't seem to be that way with Manchester United. The only way you're going to win this league with the amount of talent that those top six teams have is to be able to do what Manchester City have been able to do. Which brings me then, let's jump into uh, game week three. If you have any questions about game week two, who the dream team was, um, how our team did. We had 77 points, which was great. Would have had 79, except Juan Basaka with his negative two. Um, all of that is posted on our Instagram page at Let's Talk Soccer. So check it out. You guys have been doing great with giving us questions, giving each other uh, useful feedback, advice, tips. Um, we've gotten a lot of direct messages with people's teams. Everyone's doing really, really well, which is great. Uh, we will continue to post uh, the random question, especially if we're being asked the same question multiple times because it's on your mind. Uh, we will post variations of teams for feedback. What we're starting to see is that a lot of teams are looking very, very similar to each other, which honestly takes a little bit of the fun out of fantasy. It's about uh, separating yourself from the pack and finding those differentials. So we're not going to keep posting the same cookie cutter teams over and over again. But when we see teams that are unique, we will definitely post those for feedback because those managers need to know what people are thinking and being able to consider all sides of the moves that they're going to make. Um, and also it gives you guys 
um, ideas for maybe how you might want to change your team up. So to see someone else do it, a little trial and error might be helpful. Okay. Um, game week three. Let's, I talked about Manchester United a second ago. Let's talk about them now as it applies to fantasy. Quite honestly, uh, I am recommending that people stay away from Manchester United players right now. I don't, don't see a reason to put them on your team. You have options at every position that are at least as good as, if not better than whatever Manchester United option you're choosing. There's something going on with Alexis uh, defensively, and that includes De Gea. The team hasn't found you know, their groove yet, their form. Um, Lukaku knocked one in over the weekend, but, you know, we'll see how he shapes up. He goes through sort of hot and cold spells quite a bit. So, uh, time will tell what's going on with him. So my recommendation is to stay away from Manchester United players right now. But on the flip side of that, definitely want to triple up on some teams. So three players from certain teams, Liverpool, and Manchester City, certainly. Now, of course, that's going to use um, a good amount of your budget. So be prepared for that. Um, but that's worth the investment. Defensively, you're looking really at Mendy. Uh, Stones has been a regular starter, but but he may not be for much longer. You've got to watch and wonder about Pep's rotations, like pretty much everywhere else on his team except for goal. Um, which then leads me to say Ederson is a good investment. He's our goalkeeper, our number one goalkeeper on our fantasy team. Um, Aguero is another one. Yes, he will be rotated from time to time. Pep will rest him. But if you look over the course of a season, even injured and rotated last year, Aguero still finished, I think, in the top three or four points for forward. So imagine, you know, hopefully he stays healthy. Imagine what he'll put out for your team over the course of the season this year. So I think Aguero is worth that slight risk. In the midfield, really hard to say. Would have thought by now that Sané would be out and running for the team, but he's seen very little time. David Silva looks like he's sort of earned back his um, starting 11 spot. With the potential introduction of Sané and Sterling, makes me wonder what's going to happen to Bernardo Silva, and is he still uh, sort of the golden child of that Man City midfield? We actually dropped him in favor of Mkhitaryan. But uh, wherever you invest in Manchester City, you have to, because A, they're playing fantastic, and B, they have a long, long stretch of Mostly twos and some threes as far as the fixture difficulty ranking goes. <clears throat> Next up, um, I said Liverpool. They also they have a couple of difficult matches peppered in, say, to the next six or seven weeks. Um, you know, but you know who to take here. You've got either Alexander Arnold or um, Robertson in uh, defense, Salah and Mane of course, in the midfield. And then Firmino hasn't really found his form yet, but he will. It's just a matter of time. That Liverpool attack is too strong. So Firmino will get his goals. Don't worry about that. Who else? Chelsea. 
they have a nice stretch, kind of similar to Man City's, quite honestly. Uh, Chelsea, I think, is a good investment. Hazard will be back in the starting 11, so he's a, a risk worth taking. Hard to say with Pedro and William. Pedro's been playing great, but you just never know. Um, Sarri is, is a bit of an unknown right now, so he may stick with Pedro. Clearly, he, he likes the output that Pedro's given, but will he be prone to rotation as well? Uh, Everton has a bit of an easier stretch ahead of them. So, of course, Richarlison is probably on just about everybody's fantasy team right now. Walcott looks like he's found some form, and he's a good one to go with. I still think Pickford is an amazing goalkeeper. It's really about how his defense is going to help him. Uh, But maybe even as a number two goalkeeper, Pickford isn't a bad choice there. A couple of things, and we talked about these last week, but a lot of people this week, so let's kind of go into some questions that we're getting. Uh, one is Aguero or Aubameyang. I'd say if you have one or the other, stick with them for at least another game week and see what happens. Aubameyang has yet to do much this season, but he will, um, especially with the stretch that Arsenal have in front of them and Mkhitaryan feeding balls into him. I think uh, it's worth holding on to him for a bit longer. And, of course, we just talked about Aguero and what I think on that topic. Should you use your wild card? Well, that really depends. Um, it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you changing up your team just for fun and the points don't matter, which most people that's probably not the case. Um, but how many people do you really need to change on your team? If you ha- you have at least one, possibly two, free transfers, if you saved one from last week, um, so there's one to two players, I would think that it's going to have to take at least another three to four players to really convince me to pull the trigger on my wild card. I'd prefer to save my wild card until later in the first half of the season where you start to get set up uh, going out of December and into January, you start to look at double game weeks, and I think I'd rather have my team set then and use the wild card at that point. Or if you need to use it sooner, you can use it for uh, the three different international breaks that we have coming up, one in September, one in October, and one in November. Those are probably the, the two biggest questions that we're getting. Uh, What are we going to do with our team? So our team is pretty much going to stay the same. Mentioned that we took out Bernardo Silva and we put in Mkhitaryan and then we draw. We made a second move. We dropped Davies. Uh, They do play Man U this weekend. Spurs do. And brought in Mendy. In hindsight, should have brought in Mendy all along. So hopefully he's still going to have that form while we own him, and originally in our first draft of the team, we had Mkhitaryan, then we decided, I think, to go with Willian at the time, and regrettably, we should have taken Mkhitaryan based on how he performed this past weekend. Uh, Some players to 
think about whether or not you really want to get them. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Just because players are playing really, really well or had a really good game doesn't mean that they're going to be like that the entire season. Uh, Pedro, Conte, Jorginho, Neves, Wilson, Frazier. Yes, they've had a good game week or two in the past couple of weeks, but Look at the history on these guys, and and many of them probably won't. So to be reactive, if you already have them on your team, no reason to drop them yet. But if you don't, rather than waste your transfers because somebody performed well a week ago or two weeks ago, you need to think about sort of the longevity of your team. Also, uh, some people didn't do as well as they liked in the past game week, and they're also being very reactive and wondering if they just need to blow up their entire team and use the wild card. Depends. And we talked about sort of the criteria that I would use when um, trying to decide whether or not I want to use my wild card. So it's all about risk tolerance, really. You know, how much are you willing to spend Money-wise, in terms of negative four points for each transfer above and beyond your uh, your free transfer, <clears throat> and are you willing to um, take some time to piece together a team that in the long run is going to do well and generate a lot of points over the course of 38 weeks, or do you want to try to do the fast fix and uh, pull the trigger on your wild card <clears throat> and try to get it done sooner or later, but then not have that wild card available to you when you find out that you might need it again. Some players on my watch list, some players that you might want to think about bringing in, Uh, Marcus Alonso. A lot of people talked before the season that, you know, the wingback role that he's used to is going to go away under Sarri, and he won't be as prolific on offense as he was last season under Conte. Well, We've seen that that's not necessarily the case. He seems to be playing pretty well. So um, he's expensive, but it it looks like, especially with Chelsea's upcoming fixtures, it looks that um, that Alonso is worth worth the price. Who else? Mendy, we talked about uh, pretty much a must-have, quite honestly. He, you know... Another question actually reminds me, you know, Alonzo or um, or Mendy, take your pick, quite honestly. It's really about who you prefer and what you think. Not, it's hard to say that one's going to do better than the other over the next three or four game weeks. Um, you know, it's, it's just about your own personal preference, quite honestly, as far as that goes. Also on my watch list is Madison, youngster at Leicester City. He's, I think, 6.5 million pounds. Uh, and with Mares gone, he has the opportunity to step up and have a lot of influence in that Leicester City attack, especially with Vardy being out now for a little bit. Uh, Madison might be called upon to do even more. So, uh, you know, he's affordable, and he is right now one of those differential players that might help separate you from the pack a bit. Hazard. Uh, made a very short appearance in week two, but you know he, he got an assist in the 10 minutes he was in, and he looks really good. He is controlling uh, that um, 
or at least in the 10 minutes, was really facilitating that Chelsea attack and looked good. So there's going to be lots more of him to come. Kane has finally lost or broken his August curse, uh, having never scored in August. Um, So look for him to start finding better form. And we know how how well he can score. Um, Aguero, uh, like I said, how can you how can you not bring him in? I think um, I think a lot of people look past him because he is prone to the occasional rotation, but still in the long run, <clears throat> I think he's going to help your team quite a bit. Arnautovic, he does. West Ham have some difficult fixtures coming up, and West Ham have not been playing the best football. But Arnautovic is that one sort of shining star for them, and he will score goals. He's a gamer, and uh, he will score goals. So he's only 7 million pounds, um, although his price will go up at some point in the near future if it hasn't already. Um, And if you're looking at dropping Josh King, who is 6.5 million, maybe now down to 6.4 million, uh, if you can scrape up that remaining amount, it's worth grabbing Arnautovic, I think. Um, <clears throat> what else? We posted teams with the most favorable um, FDRs over the next three game weeks. So that's game weeks three, four, and five. Check that out on our Instagram account. And keep the questions coming. Uh, like I said, if we get really unique questions or common questions that we're finding a lot of people are asking, we will post it. Uh, We'll take a screenshot, we'll post your question, and then we'll answer it and ask others to chime in as well because not only does that help you, hopefully, uh, but that helps a lot of other people who might have the same questions. And please, there's still time to join our Fantasy League. It's the Let's Talk Soccer Fantasy Premier League Fantasy League. So um, check out our private code to join uh, in our bio on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Um, The more the merrier. We are over 5,000 people, which is amazing. So thanks to all who joined themselves and got their friends and family and coworkers and even complete strangers to join. That was pretty cool. And we are so very close to 25,000 followers on Instagram within, say, 120 uh, at the time that I'm recording this podcast. So thank you, guys. This is amazing. We've grown really fast, even in just the past couple of weeks, which has been great. And that's all thanks to you. So that's going to do it for this week, leading into game week three. Of course, we will be very active on Instagram, as we always are. So until next week, enjoy the game week three action. Keep your questions coming. Love it. Give us lots of likes. Follow us on Instagram. Join our FPL League. And we'll talk to you next time, guys. Until then, we say peace. Goodbye.